Well, hello there, and thanks for tuning in to HC Conversations, a podcast where we have discussions around faith, life, politics, and more, and how to navigate those things as a follower of Jesus. You'll also find audio from weekly messages at Hope Community. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. Let's jump in. Hey, everybody. Welcome hey. to back. Welcome back to HC Conversations. Um, we're here with another new format, so <laughs> it's only like the second or third time we've changed this. Right. We're just trying to figure out what works, what doesn't. Yeah. So before we were doing a weekly podcast, just talking about stuff, and then we're like, man, this is hard to do every week, which is time and schedules. So we're like, we'll do a monthly podcast. And it didn't really make it any easier. It actually made it harder. Right. Because when we were doing it once a month, we actually felt like, oh, man, if we're only doing this once a month, we actually have to like spend time researching things. And we would come in and be like, uh, we didn't spend any time researching right. anything. So it's better to just sit down and talk. This is like Monday morning conversations because we record this on Monday morning. Usually when we come into work mm-hmm. on Monday morning, we BS for the first half hour, 45 minutes, hour. I mean, it just depends on the week anyway. Right. And we're like, what we really want to do is is turn that conversation into this podcast and invite you into it. So that's what this is going to be. So we're going back to weekly. We're going to hit current events mm-hmm. from a Christian perspective, or at least try to. We're going to talk our lives a little bit, and we're going to take questions from you, the listener. That's right. So we need your questions. Yes, so we do. Send them in. Oh, and by the way, we were supposed to actually release, not this podcast, but we were supposed to release a podcast last Monday. We sat down, we did it, we recorded it, because you know, we're doing video now. Um, people really seem to like the YouTubes. We're mm-hmm. doing video and audio. Um and we, you know, it was like half hour, 40 minute podcast and all the time. It, and it was good. Up. It was great. It was really good. At least we thought it was really good. I sat down to edit it and it wasn't there. <laughs> it did not record to the computer. And we were like, at that point, okay, we're not doing it again today. We have other right. stuff we had to get done. So, so here we are again. Here we are. To have a similar conversation as yeah. to what we had last week. Um, you know, something happened over the last week. There was a presidential election Ooh, yeah there was and it literally happened over the last week it took all week long and it's still not done technically still states counting it's technically all just projected right now Mm -hmm. but i I think we can safely say like the results are accurate contrary to maybe popular not not popular contrary to some pockets of what people might think right yeah elections or results are being tallied but as of right now barring some major development um uh, Joe Biden is the president-elect of the United States, um, and Kamala Harris would be the vice president-elect. Is that I don't know if that's the proper way of saying. Sounds it. good. Whatever. I don't know. It's like president-elect. I know that's what like I don't know that's what they say. I know try to get the titles right. Um, yeah. So we wanted to have a conversation, um, just kind of around what we've been noticing. Uh, just in our country, the divide, the division between the political parties um, as it relates to their vision of the future and where we're going. I know this looks really bad, but I promise this is just water. (laughs) I am not filling my coffee mug with like vodka or something. (laughs) If If you're not watching the video of this, you have no idea what's going on, but... It's easier to drink out of the mug during this than it is to open up the water bottle. So I, I finished my coffee. Now I had to put a little water in here. And now it's just going to be like bad water because it's weekly watered-down coffee. Oh, no, no. There was no coffee that left in it. it wasn't, I filled it. There was just residue, and I filled the entire cup with water. So, you know, you don't mm-hmm. taste it. 
Or, and or, you might taste it if you had a clean palate, but I just drank a cup of coffee, so I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. back to, to where we were. We're talking about, or starting to talk about, um, just the, the two sides, the Republicans, the Democrats, the right and the left, and their version of kind of where they want this country to go. You know, yeah. both sides would say that they're trying to create utopia, this perfect society. I don't think anyone would say that. Like, no, no one would they don't, say but that. They, but that's like implied. the idea that our vision of the future is going to be utopia. Right, that it will lead to greater human flourishing and human progress. For those on the right, it seemed like that idea of utopia was somewhere in the past. And if we could just get back there by enacting the right policies, getting the right people on the Supreme Court, getting the right president, then life would be good for people. And then you have the left saying, no, that wasn't ever in the past because everything about our past was just horrible. We should cancel all of our past. Nothing good about the past. And just embrace the future um, that we can somehow progress as a society to that future utopia. So you have those two competing ideas. Both want utopia. Both have their idea of how to get there. Yet I don't feel like either way works. No, neither way does work. Like there's this idea that by, you know, human progress that we can get there. Like you said, either take us back to a simpler time and maybe it wasn't quite perfect, but we can, that's a better starting point, I guess. Um, Or just push forward into the future and we can just eradicate basically everything bad about human existence by passing the right laws and yeah, this sense of utopia. Um, Like the problem with that or the biggest problem, I I think there's a lot of problems with that is that it's impossible to do that unless every single person in the country thinks the same way. Right. Because your version of what utopia is, is somebody else's version of hell. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Like on both sides. And so the only way that we can ever get to that kind of like utopian, like, Oh, we're all singing Kumbaya and everything's okay. Is that if, if every, every single person acts, thinks, believes, behaves the exact same way. Right. And it's under the guise of diversity. Right. We need to celebrate (laughs) diversity, but really we just want to actually eliminate diversity for the sake of our utopian vision. Right. Well, it's it's diversity in certain aspects, but not in others. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, hey, okay, like let's celebrate diversity in um, you know, cultural differences or race or gender or whatever. It's like what well, we can celebrate diversity in that, but when it comes to diversity of thought, it's like no, we can't have that. See, I would I would push back against the cultural diversity um, because while one side says that they want cultural diversity and tries to celebrate it, Really what they want is you to see that their idea of culture is better and to abandon yours. Yeah, keep parts of it. That's beautiful. Celebrate it. Mm-hmm. But really, we want, we want you to embrace ours because really right. ours is better. It's surface level diversity. Right. It's on the outside, things look really, really diverse. But again, it's like, yeah, you, you, as long as you think just like us, you can keep the, the parts of, of your diversity. And that's on both sides. Right. Right. Like, I think we hear a lot of that right now. Um just broadly speaking, this is a stereotype, but like the left seems to be more the like push diversity, like uh, across the spectrum again, as long as you agree with us on everything, Mm -hmm. but the right does it as well. Right. Um, you know, diverse in their own ways of, you know, conservatism and different things. But yeah, it's, if you're trying to get everybody to be just this monolithic group of people that all think alike, it's like, well, 
I don't know. That just seems kind of messed up. <laughs> group think. <laughs> group think, group think yeah. is very popular. So you don't get to a utopia. We, well, last time we did this, we talked about fruitopia. And every time I say utopia, I think of fruitopia. Mm-hmm. Does anybody remember fruitopia? It was like nothing but pure sugar, and it was awesome. With so good. natural flavors. Natural flavors. <laughs> <laughs> like a, no matter how many natural flavors are in it, there's still like an entire pound of sugar right. in like a 20-ounce bottle. Um, but it was good. Okay. It was <laughs> good. I'm going to Google if they still make Fruitopia. I don't think they still make Fruitopia. I've not seen it anyway. All right. Um, keep talking. I bet you can find on like eBay though, like a 20-year-old body, bottle of Fruitopia. We should order some. Drink it on the next podcast. Probably die. Um, yeah. The only way you get that is by your facial expression just told me that. They so st- it was discontinued in 2003. Oh, we're old. <laughs> That's why my face was like. Wow. Um, Originated in 1994 by the Coca-Cola company. A decade run. (laughs) You should really go on eBay and see if you can find some Fruitopia. I'll do it. I'll drink it. It can't be that bad, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, you only get to that kind of utopian vision, whether it's on the right or the left, is if you you convince every single person that your way is right, and and that's never going to happen. And so what we end up doing instead... And this has actually played out throughout history in some really violent and terrible ways, is if we want to get to utopia, and the only way to get there is for everyone to think alike, and that's just a reality that's never going to happen. Everyone's right. never going to think alike. So what we have to do instead is just get rid of anybody that thinks differently than we do. Right. And, and w- go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and so like you've seen that in like regimes, like terrible regimes throughout history. That's like, all right, we'll just eliminate anybody that disagrees with us. Now, we don't do that now in America because we're civilized. We don't just go killing people that disagree with us, but we kind of do. Yeah, we cancel them. We kill people in a, in a social or cultural sense and just say, like, if you disagree with me or my side, you are in the way of us getting to utopia, and so you're dead to me. Like, mm-hmm. So we'll take away any influence you have. We'll take away your dignity, your humanity. We'll take away, like, you, we won't let you sit in seats of influence or whatever, Um because if we can, again, again push that aspect, aspect of society out, then we can get to whatever our utopian vision is. Right. And that's not, that's not uh, the way of Christ. Cancel culture, I mean, we've talked about this on previous podcast episodes, but the idea of canceling somebody um, goes against God's principle of grace and the grace that God has shown to us, not only just... Um, the grace in Jesus Christ, but common grace to all people. Uh, it also goes against the idea of people being made in the image of God, because in order, in order for us to cancel somebody, we have to view them as less than human and strip some of their humanity from them. Yeah. And so really cancel culture uh, dehumanizes people that don't look or think the way that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not biblical. It's, um, it doesn't lead to human flourishing. No. And this is what you see a lot of then too. So <clears throat> because we're just, if you, di- it's, we don't disagree anymore. It's not like oh, we have a difference of opinion. It's you're, you're stupid. Like you're an idiot. Like you, yeah. you, you hate America or whatever, whatever it is. It's like, instead of just seeing this from, Hey, we have different views. We have this idea of no, you're again, you're stupid. You're uneducated. You know, you hate America, whatever we can make up a, a, a million different things that people throw at each other. And that's one way of dehumanizing, right? I don't mm-hmm. have to have a conversation with you if I can just write you off. Right. Um, and so, I mean, just as it relates to the election. So the last time that we did this podcast and it didn't record, 
it was obviously the Monday before the election, so we had no idea what the results were going to be or how the like what the exit polls were going to show or how close or how mm-hmm. you know it was going to be or whatever. Um, and I, I feel like as the election played out, it just highlighted this. Yeah. That it's it's just we're, we're splintered into sides and nobody actually nobody actually wants to do anything, it seems like, that's good for the entire country. We want to do things that's good for our side. Right. Um, we talked about this a little bit. That just in the past, it was like, yeah, you had someone that – it was a Republican, a Democrat running, whatever, and they ran as a Republican or a Democrat. But everyone understood that once that person was elected, they're now our president mm-hmm. or a senator, representative, whatever, whatever office you're talking about. And sides then worked together to like do what was best for the country. But now it's like when we're elected, instead of saying, "Okay, you won," so you, you're 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 in the lead, like you're kind of in charge, but we're following your leadership, working together. Now it's like one side wins and says. Okay, well, it's your turn. Right. And while it's your turn, you'll do things that's just great for your side. But then when it's our turn, we'll do things that are only good for our side. And so instead of having this like, hey, we're going to work together and figure this out, it's no, we just take turns doing what's best for us at the expense of everybody else, like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, I, I think this is getting worse. Maybe it's just because I'm older now that I've I've been an adult to, to see it. Um, but like... You know, I, I know for, for many on uh, on the political right, they saw the Obama years as being like, okay, well, President Obama and, and those in charge did a lot of stuff that was good for the left, but like the right felt like, hey, we're just being completely left behind or whatever. Right. And then so it's like, oh, fine, well, we're going to go out and elect President Trump. And then it was like during the Trump years, it was like, we're going to do everything that's good for the right while the left gets left behind. And like, and now we've got President-elect Biden. Is it going to go back to let? Is it just going to be this back right, and this forth forever? Every four years. Or we're just, it's just tug of war. Like, who can get to their utopian vision first? And the answer is no one. Right. As we strive for utopia, we create dystopia, and nobody gets fruitopia. That'll <laughs> preach. But the ironic thing <laughs> is, is that... You know, either side would say, no, we know best. We can get there. Just just follow us. Fall in line. Like, they wouldn't say they're trying to do it for, no, like, no, 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 their no, camp. They say, no, we, we know what's, we best, know for what's best for everybody. Just trust us. But you never, Believe me. <laughs> believe me. You never know what's best for someone else. Well, I don't think you ever know what's best for someone else. Sometimes you know what's best for someone else. I guess that. I won't say that. Because you, you, sometimes you have perspective that other people don't have. But right. you definitely don't know what's best for someone else if you've never actually spent the time to have a conversation with someone. Right. And that's where we are right now. Mm-hmm. We're at a point where we're saying, I know what's best for you wherever you're at on whatever your story is. Even though I don't know you. I don't know your background. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what your part of the country is like. I'm not taking the time to engage in a conversation to be able to figure out, hey, what's best for all of us. Mm-hmm. But from where I'm sitting, I know what's best for you without entering into your story. Right. Yeah. So we need as a society to learn to have those conversations to get back to having a sense of community and not just yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, learning to have civil discourse, learning how to disagree with people that, yeah, we don't have to recognize that there is beauty in disagreement um, because I think for most younger adults, we've been taught that if you disagree, then that's bad. Oh, we avoid disagreement conflict, is like bad. Conflict yeah. is bad whenever it's actually something that's natural it's and healthy and healthy um, to yeah. have disagreement, to have dis- differing opinions, to have a conversation, to understand 
number one, like your own beliefs better, but also your beliefs and why you believe what you believe. Yeah. And that's, that's absolutely true that I feel like younger generations, our generation, Gen Z behind us, it's like, we have been taught like, well, no, no, don't have disagreement. Everybody sing kumbaya and be happy and be nice. It's like, well, yeah, you should be nice and you should love people. Obviously as Christians, like that's the command, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean you don't disagree on things. I think it's like we've confused those two things. And I think it's led to a generation like we're really uncomfortable even like I know personally, like with having those hard conversations or like disagreeing conversations. So what do we do instead? I'll text them. Right. Or just avoid it altogether. (laughs) I'll I'll avoid them altogether. I'll just post about it on social media because again, that creates a distance where we don't actually have to have dialogue. Right. It's like, it's easy to just, I can post about it and I can surround myself with people who go, yeah, you're right. You get them. Um, I was just watching, it was a sermon, but it was an interview uh, and talking about civil discourse. I listened to it. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, And it was really good. Civil discourse is like a muscle. If you don't use it, it atrophies. Right. I was like, that's so true. And we're in a time right now where none of us are using it. So our civil discourse muscle is just dead. Um, and they also point out like there's two parts of that there's the civil part mm-hmm. and the discourse part. You got to have both. Right. Some people want to have discourse, but just like screaming, it's not civil. Other people be like, let's be civil. Let's be nice, but never actually get uncomfortable and say, let's right. talk about where right. we disagree. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we see that all over the place. Some people have just checked out and said, we're just not going to talk about it. And other people have said, oh, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> we'll lay the smack down. Like, that's not helping. Right. It's not helping. Because it's easier to make a point than it is to make a difference. It is. Because take, making a difference takes time. It does. It takes intentionality and building relationships. It takes actually listening to the other, whoever that other is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm hoping that as a country we can get back there, that we can recognize the evils that social media has introduced into our society mm-hmm. that we can call them out that we can name it and claim it oh gee. <laughs> <laughs> i think you're getting into topic two of our, of our conversation today and uh that we can move beyond minutes. we can keep going that we, can, that we can move beyond this disagreement and learn how to have conversations once again yeah as a society because yeah. while we can move beyond i don't know that we can ever be united again without those mm. conversations people keep saying oh we need somebody that can heal this nation well it's going to take more than just one person it's going to take yeah. individuals there's no magic wand right yeah I, that 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 kind of thinking really frustrates me on both sides you, ha- you had that in this election that if we just elect the right person then our country is going to be back to normal yeah like it's like no that our, our country is exactly the same it was as what it was before like in it the only way it gets different is if we get different like mm-hmm. If we the people like talk, you know, you talk about some like election jargon. We the people, but it, like it doesn't get better until in our individual lives we choose to say, okay, because I'm seeing so much of that right now. Like as a result of the election, that some people are like, basically say no. You, like people that vote different than you are completely your enemies. Never forgive them. Never try to work with them. Never try to show kindness. I'm just like, dude, if you want to have that mentality, you can have that. Absolutely. But don't think that's that things are going to get any better because then again, you're just completely dependent upon, well, I hope my side wins. (laughs) And when they don't, well, I guess we got to wait till our turn. Right. And especially if you're a follower of Jesus, you can't do that. No. Like you're not allowed to do that. And like, uh, that's not me saying that to like 
think that I'm something special, but I will tell you right now, if you're a follower of Jesus and you are making enemies out of someone that votes differently politically than you and you said, I can't forgive them, I can't work with them, I can't love them, then like, you're not following Jesus. No. Like, you're just not. I mean, it's just, it's mind-boggling to me because first of all, those people really aren't your enemies. But even if they were, pretty sure he had a little bit to say about what was it did what are you supposed to do to your uh, love your enemies oh, yeah that's right uh, bless pray, those who persecute yeah pray you. for those who persecute you uh, yeah okay. we'll start preaching so here. this gets into uh, another aspect of utopia that Ooh. the right or the left they cannot get us to utopia so quit looking to them to try to get us to this perfect picture of human society and human mm -hmm. flourishing but there is a utopia and that utopia is found in the kingdom of yeah. jesus um his kingdom that is not of this world that is completely different it's it's a kingdom of love of love your enemies bless those who persecute you blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted going down through the the beatitudes found in, in jesus sermon on the mount it's the things that are weak in the world yeah. you know jesus had lots of power but he chose to low down lay down his power for the sake of others and as followers of jesus that's how we're called to live yep. not to use our power for power's sake or for our own benefit but rather to imitate our savior and getting rid of our power yeah because that's where true strength and power is found i think there's something to be said there too just like we do a lot of posturing i think when it comes to elections and politics of i'm doing what's best for everyone but if you really dig into it usually the thing that motivates what we do in the voting booth is self-preservation because mm -hmm. it's, it's again, it's my ideal picture of right. the future and that's, that's counter to the ways of Jesus. And you talk about that utopia, like I was like, man, that sounds great. Blessed are you know, the peacemakers and you know, the, the, the poor and the meek and, and just, you know, you see Jesus loving people and love for neighbor and that's, that's all wonderful. Everybody wants that. We've talked about this before that like that, that, Everyone wants the, the kingdom of God, but so often we want it without the king. Right, because we want to be king. Right. It's like, I want everything about God's kingdom, but I don't want him to be the king. Mm -hmm. I want to be the king. Right. And it's interesting that different si like the two different sides will emphasize different parts and say, oh, I want that part about the kingdom of God. You know, the left is just stereotyping, but the left is like, oh, I like the love and the mercy and caring for the poor and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, but like kind of personal morality and personal responsibility. I don't like that. And on the other side, the, the right's like, well, yeah, it's all about the personal morality and responsibility, right. but eh, maybe we'll ignore some of this other stuff. And Jesus is like, hey, you don't get to pick and choose. Right. You got to <laughs> do it all. That's why I'm the king. If you want the kingdom, it's a package deal. It comes with me. Right. Um, yeah. And I think, I think that's where so many people are, though. I think people really want that. I don't think people want the political extremes. And I think, like, I mean, I could be wrong, but it feels like this election kind of showed that. Right, because it was such a tight election. It was election. so close. It wasn't the blue wave that was predicted. Right. Like, so it's like on one side, I think you had a lot of people rejecting the kind of Trumpian Republic, po Republican politics of like nationalism, just being mean people. We're going to take stuff by force. But then it wasn't this sweeping, like, hey, we're far to the left and we like this super liberal progressivism. And so you did have that like split. It's like, okay, uh, President-elect Biden was elected, but then, you know, the Senate stayed red and uh, they, the Republicans picked up a few seats in the House and like exit polls, some exit polls show that, hey, a lot of people voted for, like Democrat at the top of the ticket, but they voted Republican down ticket. I think there's like, again, the majority of the people, you have like the 10% on the extremes and the majority of people are like, 
can we just stop? Right. Because whenever we fight everything on the extremes, you forget about everybody else. Yep. Which comes back to again a lot of the Jesusy stuff. We forget about everybody else. Don't don't you know you need to consider others before yourself. Yep. Man. All right. So I think we've uh, we've, we've talked about utopia enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so learn to have conversations. Learn to to love your neighbor as yourself. To yep. consider others better than yourself, uh, because that's the way of Jesus. Learn to listen um, before you just assume. And now on to our next topic. <laughs> is the next topic what I think the next topic is? I think it is. If you if you want to be entertained this way, okay, you know what? We're Christians. Like, we're followers of Jesus sitting here talking into these microphones. And so I think just in general, you should have the strongest rebukes and calling out of things from your people within your own camp. Like, that, that that's how things work best. Right. And so when, when air quotes, Christians do things that are just ridiculous— we're going to call it out, and it's kind of entertaining a little bit. Especially the remix. Dude, the remixes are hilarious. All right, so, so there is a uh, – Paula White is Trump's faith or – One of his spiritual, spiritual advisors. advisors. Um, very much charismatic, name it, claim it, prosperity, faith, yeah, Christianity. And I think it was Friday there was this video – it was a live <laughs> video of a prayer meeting that she was holding, um, just proclaiming victory for Trump. And she was like on this cadence, like victory, 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 victory from the corners of heaven, <laughs> victory, victory. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And she was like going like this. Right. And then she's calling Af angels from Africa and South America. Bless the rains down in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> it was just. Faith doesn't work like that. No, it does not. God's not your genie. So. That you can be like, you I'm can't just this. name and claim. Okay, whatever I want, I want Trump to win, so I'm gonna name it and the or claim it in the name of Jesus, and it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, faith doesn't work like that. No. Bible Project this morning podcast they're talking about faith, and faith is trust in the one who is faithful. Faithful, right? Yeah. It's not just belief and just we've just got to believe and have have and just have enough faith. No, mm -hmm. it's, it's trust in the one who is faithful. Um, yeah. So, so that was that was messed up. Yeah, it was it was crazy messed up. And it's like, yeah, that's why people don't follow Jesus because crazy stuff like that. Now, if you would like a good chuckle, <laughs> you can go to YouTube and search Paula White remix. And I would suggest looking for the one that is by the YouTube channel <laughs> WTF bruh. And it's a remix with her and then Kenneth Copeland going, Whoa! It is quite entertaining. It is. And it's actually like, because she's like, I hear the sound of victory. I hear this. I'm like, I might actually listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, no, that's not how faith works. And speaking of our friend Kenneth, that was something else that... that yeah. There's a video <laughs> on Twitter from his church service yesterday of... It's like 45 seconds straight. Yeah. He says, oh, the media has said Joe Biden is president. And then he just laughs for 45 seconds. And it's seconds not a real straight. laugh. It's a forced it's like, fake ha, laugh. Ha, ha, ha. And then the people in the church are laughing too. And then they're like standing up and clapping. And I'm just like, like that, that's not Christianity. No. That, that, does, that doesn't resemble Jesus whatsoever. It's actually quite disgusting because there are so many people that see that and go, see, that is what Christians mm -hmm. are like. That's like what this whole thing is about. And it's like, no. Yeah. No. So if you saw that and you're like, ah, that's just more evidence for why I shouldn't be a Christian. Um, I just want to say that that's not Christianity. 
And we're not all like that. We're not. Please, please don't, don't, don't. Don't lump, lump us into that camp. So. so there's our crazy, crazy Christian preacher people for the week. Yep. <laughs> that might become a category every week. Because <laughs> sadly, there's probably enough that every single week we could. Yeah, I think we could. Yeah. I don't have anything else, I don't think. No, I think that's it. Um, this is normally, here's, here's what we're going to do. This is going to be the part in the show, the last thing that we do each week is going to be answering listener questions. So if you have a question, call now at 555 55 Five five was that seven fives? I don't know. I think it was eight eight fives. Whatever. We don't have a phone number that you can no. call anyway. Ten but fives. Ten four. Five Good five buddy. area codes and then five five five. Five five five. Five five five. Five 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 five. There, there we go. go. Add that. That actually won't get your question answered because we don't have a phone number that you can call. Um, well, we do have a phone number here at the church that you could call, but that's probably not the best place to send your questions in. Yeah, the best place is just going to be leave a comment. Yep. Or send a direct message. If you don't want someone, you know, maybe it's private, you know, we don't want anybody to know. We can keep the, the questions anonymous. Anonymous. <laughs> okay, we're stopping now. Uh, have a great week, everybody. Yep. Thanks for joining us.